0: I'm wondering if there are any uh, children in the Zoom room? Two? Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. Well, um, I have a I guess you could say it's sort of like a story with a moral to share with you. There was a man who dearly loved God and Jesus. And at the time that the story begins, it has been raining and the rivers are overflowing and his whole neighborhood is very, very flooded and it's getting worse. And so he goes up into his upstairs of his house and is kind of sitting in a window looking out and He is really worried. Am I going to survive? Finally, the water continues to rise, and so he crawls up onto the roof. And he's praying, my my dear God, please save me. I am your loyal servant. Please save me. And a man in a canoe comes by and says, come on, jump in. I'll get you away from here, get you safe. But the man says, no, no, no. I I know God's going to save me. So the water continues to rise, it continues to rain, and the rivers flood. And a motorboat comes by, and the man in the boat says, Please jump in, I'll save you. You won't have any trouble, you won't die in this horrible rain. The man says, Don't worry, I believe in God, and I know God will save me. Well, a little while later, it has continued to rain, and the water is now sitting right at the very top of the roof, and a helicopter comes overhead, and they call out through the microphone, please hang on to this trapeze, we will pull you to safety, and he yells, no, don't worry, God's going to save me. Well, The water continued to rise, and he was washed off of his house, and he drowned. After he has died, he sees God, and he says, God, I'm really angry at you. Here I was. I kept praying to you. I knew you would save me, and you didn't. I died. And God looks at him very sternly and says, you know, I tried three times. I sent a canoe, a motorboat, and a helicopter, and you didn't respond to any of them. Well, it's kind of a joke. It never really happened. But for me, that's a fun story to be reminded of, is that God often sees us and interacts with us In ways that we could never even begin to guess. It could be like the man in the canoe, or the one driving the motorboat, or the helicopter, or any number of other ways. But for us to be open to the fact that God is in communication with us all the time, and sometimes through the most unlikely people. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you are with us, that you respond to us. Open up our minds and our hearts so that we will recognize you in the many ways that you come to us, including through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you. Well, the scripture today is sort of the preacher's worst nightmare. None of them are easy. The first one starts off with a bunch of rabble rousers saying, we want different food to eat. And then it goes on where they start getting angry with each other. And there's all kinds of infighting. Well, It's no fun to preach on that. And then comes along James, and it sounds like he's telling us to do all kinds of things and and that we're supposed to act in a certain way, and it's like, oh my gosh, now what? Of course, the gospel for today is one of the hardest ones in the world, I think of. And that is where we're told to cut off a hand or a foot, or do some other kind of thing so that we are not defiled if we have, in fact, gone against God's word. So where do you go? Well, I landed back on James, because in the beginning of James, he sort of, sort of teases out uh, a topic that I shared several weeks ago when I was here in August, and that is the idea that there is a connection between our faith as action and our then belief of God being a loving God and Jesus being here for us, for our wholeness. He starts off, James starts off with, Are you among the suffering? They should pray. Are you cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray. A lot of times, some theologians have taken James and said, James should not have been in the Bible, because it seems as if James is really um, teaching like a works righteousness. Do this, and you'll end up in heaven. Do that, and you'll end up in heaven. And one of the things that I was picking up in James is that it is possible to make that conclusion but I think that James is also kind of reflecting a little bit like the the sort of the story that I was telling at the children's servant for um God comes to us in many ways, and our faith is acting on how God comes to us. so it's back to that faith is a verb as opposed to Something that we possess as a noun. One of the things that I think is always a challenge, and that is that in our society, all I, I'm hazarding a guess that probably every one of us was taught that if you are going, to, if you are really good, you will get rewarded. And so if you want to be really good and end up in heaven, then that's how you do it. And sometimes we have, uh, I think even people have even talked about how they believe that God has a, a record for each one of us in heaven. Probably a computer now, but it used to be an old piece of paper. And it would mark all the pieces of the times that I was a good person. It would also mark all the times that I was not a good person. Maybe not quite bad, but I wasn't good. And so that when I die, this is a belief that I think I probably held for a long time that when I die, the score is checked. Did I get enough good acts recorded? so that I might get into heaven, or did the others outweigh him? And James, I think, as is many parts of the scripture, are trying to help us understand that our faithing, our actions, are not what get us into heaven or get us right with God. But it's part of how we respond. In the same way as in that story about the man who had ultimately drowned, God wanted him to respond to the safety that he was being given. But he refused because he thought it was supposed to come in other forms. And I think this is one of the tough ones for us to kind of, Incorporate. How do we understand this? As I was preparing this, I was also reminiscing about posters that I've seen. I'm sure that you all have been in a shop that has all kinds of stuff everywhere, and then they've got posters on the walls and things like this. And there was this one. It was a person was in a boat, and water was gushing up from the center of the boat. <laughs> and you could see that, that person would probably be, the boat would be flooded and gone soon, and the person could probably be drowned. And then the caption under it was, Pray as if only God can, and row for shore. I think for me that was a good reminder that it's a combination. It's not just praying, but it's also responding with some affirmative. There's also, (laughs) I'm on a joke rig today. Another joke. It was a man who um, had a dream. And in the dream, God came to him and said, you are going to win the lottery. Some of you probably have heard this before. And so he thought, Wow, this is great. I'm going to win the lottery. And days, weeks, months, years went on, and and he never got a call that he got in the lottery. And he died. And he sees God, and he confronts God and says, Why did I not, not get the lottery? Oh, you have to buy a ticket. Again, It's connecting our actions with our faith, and I think that's important for us to be reminded of, that putting our faith and our actions together are really powerful. One of the things that I guess I've been curious about, I know I talked about using faith as a verb, and I feel I'm kind of at a... advantage today because I hadn't seen you for a month, and I'm curious how many of you have been keeping track of your faithing as actions, and I'm not asking you to stand up and say, well, I did this or I did this as part of my faith response, but I'm just kind of posing that. Um, How much were you looking at how you lived as a response of faith to God. I think that's an important part of our faith life, is noticing how we are and seeing how we are and reflecting on it and maybe even asking ourselves, how does that show me or show another that This is out of my faith that I'm doing what I'm doing. I would like to tell you that I have been very impressed with what I have experienced here at Christ Church Lutheran. I think you all are doing an incredible demonstration of faith in action. That's my perception. I have seen through church newsletter, through participating here, hearing about other things, that you have been acting as a child of God. I really have, and I'm impressed. I really have been um, amazed at the various demonstrations of you showing of your right relationship with God, both in how you are with each other, but how you are as a place of worship here in the sunset. And I would hope that your sense of yourself would really be um, that of a faithing person, because that's what I've seen. And I have been very impressed, and I'm not asking you to sort of pat yourself on the back and have your ego go wild, but to give yourself credit for being a faithing people, because you are, from my vantage point, as I was thinking about you all and thinking about the scripture today and how to reflect on it. I was reminded of a folk song that I'm sure some of you have heard before. It was very popular about, I don't know, four decades ago or something like that, three decades It was called, They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love. And what I like is that each verse describes behaviors Of doing things like working with each other caring for each other and such but I love the refrain they'll know we are Christians by our love by our love they will know we are Christians by our love and that's been my experience of being here with you I know because of how you are of your love. Amen.